0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Dark Elevation. We have Kip Sabian the Butcher and the Blade in six-person action, defeating Shunma, Katsumata, Yuki Ueno, and Mayo from DDT, with the Butcher pinning Mayo after him and the Blade hit Drag the Lake. I had just seen a bunch of these DDT guys over WrestleMania weekend, and they are rather impressive. Uh, I've been seeing Mayo ever since WrestleMania weekend here in New York in 2019 when he did a couple shows for DDT and Evolve at La Blooming Queens. So I hope that they use these guys a lot more nala rose and marina shafir defeated the renegades pretty easily with nala rose hitting the beast bomb for the pen uh, they have not used vicky guerrero in a couple of weeks now and i think we all probably know one of the reasons why with everything that's going on with the guerrero family the dark orders alex reynolds john silver and evil uno defeated aaron Rourke, alvin alvarez and brother greatness these are the same three guys that lost to the blackpool combat club last week on um dynamite but in this match reynolds pins Rourke after hitting the german jackknife combo and in the fourth and final match on this episode, Leah Moriarty and Big Bill of the Firm defeated Rex Lawless and Tracks very easily as Big Bill hit a chokeslam on Lawless for the pin. Tracks I have seen pretty recently in NWA. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark as Matt Taven defeated Brian Pillman Jr. after hitting the Climax. Lee Johnson defeated Blake Lee in the Battle of the Lees. This is Johnson's first match since the factory, I guess, stopped being a thing. And he got to win very quickly here and easily after hitting the Braindog. And Excalibur and Taz couldn't even finish discussing all the different Lees in wrestling. We see a promo from Tony Storm about how she's embarrassing the women's division lately and how they deserve everything she's been giving them. Josh Woods defeated Daisy K, also known as Daisy Kill, who's been on NWA lately. Uh, and Taz says that Daisy K resembles Van Hammer. I can see that a little bit. Woods gets the win quickly after hitting a twisting suplex-like move into the corner that looked rather vicious. I'm not sure what he calls this, but I'd like to see it more. We had a promo backstage from Lance Archer along with Jake the Snake Roberts as Archer says that he wants an opponent that means something and they need to stop wasting his time. And in the fourth and final match here as well, Willow Nightingale defeated Diamante. Escalibur went on a rant on Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman. Uh, how they've been stealing Taz's gimmick over singing over Willow's theme, and Taz got really upset once he found out about this. But this is the best match of the episode for sure, with Willow hitting the Doctor's Bomb for the pen, in a bit over five minutes, being the longest match of this very short show. I can definitely get used to these dark episodes, only four matches each. If this is the new direction, I t- I agree with it. But with my luck, Dark will probably have about twenty-seven matches next week, so we'll see. We go to Impact Wrestling on um, before the Impact. Heath and Rhino defeated Champagne Singh and Sharrow, with Rhino pinning Shara after hitting the Gore. On to the main show, the Motor City Machine Guns defeated Bad Dude Tito and Shane Haste of TMTK. Good opener here with Alex Shelley hitting a Crucifox bomb on Haste, as Chris Sabin jumped in with the jackknife pin for the win. They note how Sabin has reached twenty years in Impact since he debuted in TNA on April 9th of twenty 20- of two thousand and three. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns then bumped into Ace Austin and Chris Bay backstage, also known as the avcs of the bullet club not to be confused with bullet club gold as we see on dynamite so i guess it's what bullet club bullet club silver bullet club bronze not sure anyway they say since they have a rematch at rebellion why not make it an ultimate x match in which ace austin and chris bay agree on Eddie Edwards and Kenny King are backstage where Eddie asks King if he has his back tonight and King says yeah uh, you didn't have my back at Sacrifice so I don't have your back tonight but he has a plan for tonight and says that it wasn't even him that drove the car over PCO a couple weeks ago so he tells Eddie to find that person for backup. Tommy Dreamer was still trying to get Scott DeMore to join his team at Hardcore War Rebellion but he says that's not his job and he can't do it. We have an Impact X Division title number one contenders match as Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey ended up in a no contest because Trey Miguel was on commentary for this as he was about to fight the winner uh, at Rebellion but he gets involved and attacks both men making it a no contest more on this later the design was backstage where Diener talks about all the mistakes that Callahan has made as Angel thinks this whole thing is a ploy and he doesn't trust Callahan Callahan says he's ready for step seven which Diener says is the deadliest step of them all I guess we'll find out what that is. And then Trey Miguel, Jonathan Gresham, and Bailey were arguing backstage. As Santino Marella makes an elimination match for the X Division title for them at Rebellion. Jody Threat making her Impact debut defeated Tara Rising, who goes by Taylor Rising in the Indies. Uh, during the match, we see Santino Marella has been attacked backstage and is laid out, but Threat gets the easy win here after hitting the the F four one six, which, uh, as explained on Rewind to Dynamite, is the area code for Toronto. We go to Scott Damore and Dirty Dango trying to see how Santino is doing. Dango thinks the design attacked Marella and he wants revenge. It says that him and Joe Henry can take them out. And then Santino says he wants to prove in front of his son, Marco, who's going to be at Rebellion, that he can still go. So they make a six-man tag match. Um, Henry, Dango, and Marella versus the design. Gia Miller was trying to interview Tasha Steele, who so says that she went home to try to get herself back but Giselle Shaw interrupts her and says that she's jealous because Savannah Evans left her to join Shaw so they make a match for next week between Shaw and Steeles. Tommy Dreamer, Yuri Urimora and Darren McCarty who was the uh, the former NHL hockey player that was ringside at the last pay-per-view and got involved here they defeated the team of Bully Ray and the Good Hands which are Jason Hotch and John Skyler. McCarty looked okay for his first match ever here but he basically just consisted of hockey type brawling here and then he wanted to go against Bully Ray but Bully Ray runs off so Skyler comes in here and mccarthy hits him with the stunner which is pretty much every non-wrestler's default finisher to get the pen. kenny king runs out and attacks the baby faces then frankie kazarian comes out to even it out masha slamovich comes out killer kelly comes out so it looks like we're making our sides for the hardcore or match at rebellion diana Peraza had a very good sit down promo talking about the knockouts title match of rebellion and how it could be her versus jordan grace or a triple threat if mickey james is cleared and she talks about how grace has never beat her but that she has never beaten james so there's definitely a story in any combination they choose here eddie edwards defeated PCL in the main event PCO took out the referee by accident towards the end as Eddie's wife Alicia runs out pleading for PCO to stop attacking Eddie but when he refused she hit him over the head with a candlestick. stick before uh, Eddie followed that with a buckle bomb in the Boston D party for the win so it looks like after months of being indecisive Alicia has finally joined her husband Eddie in her nefarious ways and I guess we can assume this is her that was driving the car Uh, they run to the back, PCO chases them to the outside, but the Edwards couple are able to get into their car and drive off. And we go to the main event segment here as Scott DeMore, Kushida, and Steve Macklin win the ring, and they bring out Josh Alexander to relinquish the Impact World title. He comes out with his wife Jennifer and their son Jet. Josh gives a a speech about him waiting 14 years for his opportunity, and four years ago DeMore signed him and gave him a chance, and he's never looked back, and he became the longest reigning champion in Impact TNA history before naming everybody else to held the title. He moves on to them crowning a new champion at Rebellion as a crowd chance for Kushida, but Alexander says that they're both deserving and they have a chance but whoever is champion when he comes back he's going to go after them and then josh goes to hand demore the title but his son jet runs in and snatches it away a real uh, heartwarming emotional moment here this was great um josh goes and explains to him uh, why he has to give it back to him as he takes the title and gives it to Demore. Macklin calls all this soap opera bullshit and tells Demore to hand it to him. He tells John, Josh, this is the way out to avoid fighting him and starts talking trash to Jet, which gets Damore all upset and says that Macklin had a chance to fight him but he never stepped up and now that Josh is hurt, he wants to fight him and he calls him a coward as he's doing this in front of his wife and his son. Uh, Damore says he's supposed to be unbiased but he wants Kushida to win and then Macklin and Kushida get in each other's faces. Kushida tries to put the hover board lock on but Macklin escapes to the outside where Kushida dies onto him and then he goes and raises the world title before handing it to Damore, so it looks like I think Steve Macklin's going to win this match out of Rebellion. That's probably the, the better story here. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club, as Nigel McGuinness has officially joined commentary here with Ian Rickabani and Caprice Coleman for this show. Uh, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers defeated Shane Taylor and the Workhorsemen. Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall were sitting ringside ahead of their match at Battle of the Belts. Good match here with Mark Briscoe pinning Anthony Henry after hitting the J-Driller. We have the Ring of Honor Pure Championship here, as Katsuyuri Shibata defeated Christopher Daniels, Jerry Lynn, D. Malenko, and B.J. Whitmer were the judges. Shibata got the hard victory, and a big over 10 minutes here after hitting a sleeper hold followed by the PK. Brian Cage defeated Ortiz. Ortiz, who we haven't seen in a while, I guess, is following Eddie here in Ring of Honor. A uh, pretty competitive match here, with Brian Cage getting the wing at the head in the drill claw. Jay Lethal defeated Darius Martin and Lethal's Ring of Honor on Honor Club debut. Um, Maria Canales Bennett was on commentary here and joked. Uh, asking what happened to Dante and Martin. Uh, Satnam Singh distracted the referee, so Matt Taven comes in and super k- kicks Darius, followed by the lethal injection from Lethal for the win. LFI's Rouge and Drillistico defeated the infantry after Drillistico hit a gory into the knee to Carly Bravo for the pin. Daniel Garcia defeated Tracy Williams in a very good match here, hitting a DDT into his knees for the pin. Willow Nightingale defeated Notorious Mimi. Uh, Caprice and Riccoboni did the singing and rapping over Willow's song here that Excalibur was talking about before. And Mimi is uh, fresh off of NXT; she just had a short run there as Sloane Jacobs, but she was Notorious Mimi previously uh, in the Indies as well as uh, AW Dark. But Willow gets the win here easily after hitting the pounce and the Doctor Bomb for the pin. The Righteous Vincent and Dutch, who made their return recently a SuperCard of Honor, making their Honor Club debut here. Defeated the team of Steve Somerset and Steven Azur, also known as the Even Stevens, I guess you can call them a combination of like the frat boys meets Mean Street posse type of gimmick, not sure what they're doing here. But Vincent gets the pin extremely quickly here after hitting the autumn sunshine. Kunosuke Takeshita defeated Tony Nice with a rolling German into a, uh, for the pin in a really good matchup, and in the main event for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship, Athena defeated Mio Yamashita, best match on the show without a doubt, with them taking it to the stage and fighting off the ramp onto the floor. But The ending came with Athena ducking a skull kick and putting on the crossface until the referee stops the match we go to MOW Underground episode 10 we have a dumpster match here as Matthew Justice defeated Mance Warner Microman and Real One I say that with a question and I'll tell you why Uh, so Matthew Justice hits an elbow drop off of a ladder onto the Real One who was on the lid of the dumpster but as he did the lights go off and we see Ricky Shane Page of the calling come out and he starts brawling with Mance Warner uh the rest of the calling come out and they cut to the back with a calling his brawling with Hammerstone and the second gear crew so they announced Justice as the winner even though you could clearly see that the real one got out of the way um and Justice went through the dumpster and if you look at the original results for the tapings when this happened they all reported that the real one won so I'm guessing maybe since he's leaving MLW they went ahead and changed or edited the finish for this match uh not the first time MLW has done this they did in the past with I think it was Enzo or real one versus Vance Warner were like the The decision was just, like, changed on the show. So, yeah, I guess they can do that. They have their liberties when um, the show is taped. They announced that Fusion will return in a couple weeks and it'll show the 2023 Super Series that they filmed down in Mexico recently. And they say that Alex Kane has been banned from this year's Opera Cup after stealing and damaging the Cup. So I guess uh, the next week is going to be War Chamber. Following that is going to be the Battle Riot event. So I guess this is it for Underground. And after that, I'm guessing they're going to go into back into Fusion, as it was reported that Underground had a 10-episode deal. I'm not sure if it's going to be on Reels, but we do know that the War Chamber and the Battle Riot specials for the next two weeks will be on Reels. So I guess we'll find out after that. We have a no-ropes-catch wrestling match as Davey Boyce Smith Jr. defeated Alex Kane. This was basically kind of like Bloodsport, but with standard wrestling throughout, so you could pen, um, and you could, you know, pretty much get disqualified whatever the case is. but just no ropes. So during this match, they showed the calling. We're still rolling with Hammerstone at the Second Gear crew ahead of their War Chamber match. Uh, Mr. Thomas tries to distract Smith, but Smith dodged the spring liquid from Kane and put in a rear naked choke as Kane passed out. Leo Rush was backstage with the middleweight title that he stole last week from Lindsay Dorado and tells him to catch him if he can, if he wants it back. And in the main event, Akira of the Calling defeated Calvin Tankman. Akira tried to start the match using a crowbar uh raven gets involved and he strikes tankman with a lead pipe as akira held on to the bulldog choke until tankman passes out the calling hammerstone and second gear crew brawled their way back out as they showed them brawling on the outside as well to end the show so pretty much this whole show was just brawling uh between calling hammerstone and second gear crew uh you know, mixed with matches throughout. We go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes, the new team of Las Bandidas, which is Sofia Lopez's new team of Vivian Rivera, and the debuting Silvia Sanchez defeated Steffi Slays and Jennifer Flores after Rivera hit a gory bomb onto Flores on top of Slades for the pen. Reyna Del Rey and Wrecking defeated Fury and Razor at the Heavy Metal Sisters. Um, Actually, no, I'm sorry, this ended in a double disqualification because the referee gets knocked down, Mesara gets involved, and they all keep fighting, so no decision for this match. Coach Campanelli and Randy Rod defeated Gigi Gianni and Amber Rodriguez, with Randy pinning Rodriguez after an assisted on off of Camp- and in the main event, Penelope Pink defends her women of wrestling title, defeating Leia Makoa after Lana star tripped up Makoa and Pink rolled up Makoa while holding on to the tights for the win. And then Vicky Lynn McKay, uh, McCoy and Miami Sweet Heat of the Fabulous Four come out and beat down Makoa until the Tonga Twins and Tika chamaro of the Island Dynasty come out for the save. So I'm not sure if Makoa is going to be joining the Island Dynasty, but I think it only makes sense to have this match between these eight ladies. There was no episode of NWA USA uh, b- because of the 3-1-2 NWA pay-per-view. And then the NWA Power episode was actually just a recap of 3-1-2. We had Joe Galley, Pat Kenny, the former Simon Diamond, and William Patrick Corrigan uh, on the season premiere of Power talking about the highlights from 312, as well as interviews, I did put a short recap on post-wrestling if you want to know what happened on that pay-per-view. But they interviewed Tyrus, Kerry Morton, who was being a little bit of cocky until his dad Ricky told him to chill out. Uh, Aaron Stevens, who was hyped up Blunt Force Trauma, Kenzie Page, EC3, and Silas Mason. And the matches that they showed was Gags the Gimp defeated Sal the Pal in a hair versus mask match. 3 Billy Silas Mason winning a 26-man battle royal to become the number one contenders of the national heavyweight title. And Kratos defeated Yabo the Clown on NXT level up Dante Chen defeated Boa Boa's first match since January of 2022 as they say he came back from a serious knee injury uh Ava the schism came out during this match and looked like she might have been scouting Boa um so I'm not sure what's going on here maybe they're trying to Bring in new members since there's rumors of Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed possibly leaving. They ask for a release, but then they show up and get a title shot. Not sure what's going on here. But Chen gets the pin here after hitting his double chop. There was a beautiful transition here from the Puerto Rico uh, Backlash commercial showing all the beaches going right into Sol Ruka's entrance with the waves. those Very beautiful done, whoever uh, did that. Uh, speaking of Sol Ruka, Sol Ruka and Danny Palmer, who have been shown as a uh, tag team on NXT lately, defeated Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend after Ruka hit the Soul Snatcher out of nowhere on Jakara for the pen. This is a fast and fun match here, and I actually like both of these teams, as they seem to be perfect matchings for each other. And I hope they continue with them, especially on the main show, because they plan uh, to p- bring the Dusty Classics, and I think they definitely need some more tag teams there. And in the main event here, Joe Gacy defeated Oro Mensa. Uh, Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler were ringside for this match, uh, and I'm not sure if this was like one of their last appearances or whatnot but who knows what's going on with them but i'm sure we'll find out soon very good match here with gacy hitting the upside down for the pin on wwe main event rick boogs making his main event debut defeated cedric alexander after hitting a press up into a slam in impressive fashion and bronson reed defeated dexter loomis to continue his undefeated streak here on main event uh winning after hitting the tsunami in another competitive match that is it for me this week you guys can catch him here next week for another episode of shot in the dark